another episode of Sincerely Fortune. This is Fortune Feimster. It's a beautiful day. I am talking on the phone right now with my mother, Ginger Feimster. Hi, Mom. Hi. One little side note, because I am talking with my mom on the phone, it's going to sound a little echoey or tinny during her part. So I apologize for that. But I really wanted my mom's feedback. And I think it's really important to hear another point of view besides my own. So that's what we're doing. And it's going to be great. Now, I wasn't expecting to have you back on so soon, I have to admit, but you were a big hit. Oh, that's pretty exciting. (laughs) I actually wanted to have you be a part of today's episode because today I'm digging a little deeper. I'm going to talk about a topic that is a little little more serious than some of the other things that I've talked about and also just more complicated, I guess. And I thought you would be a good person to help explore this topic with. Well, good. Yeah, so my my mom and I, well, my entire family, we are Methodist. Uh, I grew up Methodist, and I have a long history of other family members being Methodist. And if you watched the news last week, you might have seen that the United Methodist Church had a big vote happen. Now, Mom, how often does this vote happen? Well, the Methodist Church meets every four years, and there will be a big meeting in 2020, Mm -hmm. just like there was in 2016. But last week in 2019, the Methodist Church called a special session talking strictly and deciding strictly about LGBTQ issues. Okay. So they presented three different plans, and it had to be voted on by, I don't know, the higher higher up or something? Who Who is the voting? It was voted on by the delegates, which were made up of clergy and lay people. Okay. So one plan was keep all the traditions and rules as is. Another plan was to sort of ease up on the restrictions of, you know, performing gay marriage, gay clergy, things like that. And the third one was to get rid of all those restrictions, right? That's close. Okay. (laughs) That's why you're here. You're the expert. That is why I'm here. There are three plans, were three plans, and the middle plan wasn't even given much attention because it was very complicated. So it really went down to the plan that I was for, the one church plan or the traditional plan. Well, the one church plan was changing our book of discipline, which I'll explain in a minute. No, we don't need. But you really need to know it. I don't think so. Oh, you do. But anyhow, (laughs) it was changed. Can you just Both give us the can you just give us the short version? Like one plan was LGBTQ friendly, one was not, right? Well, the bad thing, the one that was not the traditional plan. I mean, it sounds like oh, maybe that would work because it's traditional. Well, that sounds as if the plan would stay the same as it's been, mm-hmm. but that is not the case. It's mm. like taking the way it is now on steroids. Okay, it would tighten everything up it would put more lgbq restrictions in the book of discipline Mm -hmm. which is the methodist guidebook that is revised every 
four years at these big conferences. Gotcha. So, see, I did get that in. Well, good. I'm glad you really explained those things. Okay, that makes those me things. feel better. The vote was for the traditional plan, which means the conservatives in the church won the vote. Now, next year at the big conference in uh, 2020, it will be probably voted on again. But my guess is that the vote will stay the same, Mm -hmm. that the traditionalists will stick to their guns. But something you have to realize, too, the Methodist Church is a worldwide church. Mm -hmm. And there are Methodists voting on this from Africa, from the Philippines, from places that do not approve of same-sex marriage and gay clergy. So they're going to be a big... Big block of votes for the traditional plan. But regardless, the votes also split in our country. That's what brings me to wanting to do this podcast because... There are a lot of people who are very torn over this decision. There are allies of the gay community who are really upset this antiquated way of doing things is remaining and, like you said, going to be put on steroids. And then there were, I know, other people who are very happy with the decision. Now, I'm coming from a place of being a gay person. And, you know, I grew up, like I said, in the church. We went pretty much every Sunday. I have to say, when I was growing up, I I liked that we were Methodist. To me, it was like one of the more tame, <laughs> I don't know, the tamer religion. It's like some of the other religions were like, you know, it's fire and brimstone and you're going to hell. And Methodists were cool. We were just like, yeah, like be good to each other. And let's uh, hope that we get out of the sermon by noon so that we can beat the Baptist to the chilies. That's what Methodists cared about. So being Methodist was good for someone like me. And, you know, obviously I didn't know back then that I was gay. And so I had no issues with the church. And I think even back in the day, I was very intrigued by religion. I I don't know if you remember, but I would go to like youth study at like the Catholic church. My family and I always went to Christmas Eve service at the Lutheran church. And you and your brothers went to every Bible school in town. Yeah, we went to all the Bible schools. I went to a Presbyterian college. I had Mormon friends. I went to their church at times to learn about their religion. I was very intrigued by religions. I don't know where that comes from. I even took Old Testament in college because I was just very interested in that world. But probably I was more interested in the history of it all. And obviously there were, I had no issue other than I would see hypocrisy in certain churches. And that really bothered me. I didn't like that there were people in churches that would tell you to act one way and, and be a certain way. And if you didn't, you were a sinner and then you'd see them do things they weren't supposed to do. That always bothered me. But once I got older and I realized that I was gay, I find that a lot of gay people then feel like they don't have a place when it comes to church, when it comes to religion. There's a big separation there. And some churches, I think the Episcopal Church is gay-friendly, right? Definitely, yes. Yeah. So some churches are, are very much embrace it. And, you know, there are plenty of gay people who are still practicing whatever religion it is that they grew up in. 
But I've also met a lot of gay people who are no longer welcomed in whatever church it was that they grew up in. And it's a bummer. And I've always found it to be very interesting that people think you cannot be gay and, you know, have some sort of faith or spirituality, which is not the case whatsoever. Now, I'm not a church goer. I have not gone to church. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I haven't gone to church in a very long time. <laughs> I go at Christmas Eve with you, but I find it more important to, I guess my church is a more spiritual thing. I am more concerned with trying to be a good person to live a life that's respectable, to treat others kindly. I, I go back to the basic principles of what Christianity is supposed to teach, you know, acceptance, love, non-judgment. I'm not perfect, but those are the things that are important to me. But I think when things like this vote happens, it's another reminder to gay people like, oh, well, then church is not somewhere I'm welcome. Religion is not somewhere I'm welcome. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on this vote? Well, one thing I wanted to say before that is that organized religion is not for everybody, but it doesn't mean a person is not religious Mm -hmm. just because they don't attend church in a building. I mean, you can worship in nature. You can worship in your home in your own way. My whole problem with what's going on now is that after being reared Methodist on my father's side, it was my father and his brothers and sisters and his parents. And Methodism goes back very far in our family. And it is a a very problem I'm having when I brought my children up to not just attend church, but to understand why they were there, to go to Sunday school, to attend youth, to do whatever they needed to feel close to the church and be part of the church. And so there we were on a pew, on our pew, because we would always sit in the same one. And my two sons were there. My daughter was there. And now I'm being told that my sons and I can pretty much do anything we want to in the church. We can have anything we want in there. We could be ministers. We could be elected officials in the church. We can get married in the church. A Methodist minister can marry us anywhere, but that doesn't apply to my daughter. And I find that very offensive that a family is split in that the church will say, you know, we'll serve part of your family, but not all your family. Mm -hmm. And I feel, I don't think so. You know, we're a package. You take us all or nothing because I cannot reconcile with myself or the church that any one of my three children cannot have every right and every privilege that the rest of the family has in the Methodist church. Yeah. So, you know, I've had an inward struggle with this since it happened but not knowing in what direction I will go if I can continue sitting in a Methodist church, knowing that that church does not extend the same benefits to all of my children. Well, I don't know what I can do. I mean, I'm torn in what to tell you because... You know, there are some people in the gay community who are very cut and dry. They are very much like, if you don't accept me, I don't accept you. The end. And I totally understand where that feeling would come from. 
I'm a little bit more in the gray area because I know a lot of really great Methodists and I know a lot of really great churches. And I know that so many of the Methodists that that I know and that we know don't feel the way that the church voted. And so, you know, I don't want to be that person who's like, well, you don't want to do this? Fine. Bye. So I, I leave a little bit of the door cracked open. And, you know, it's tough with our our church in our hometown because it's where we all grew up. It's where you grew up. Your friends are all there. And I would hate to see you not to be a part of that community in any way because of this. The problem comes in where I'm concerned in that our hometown church is wonderful. The people are wonderful. I love the people in our church and have known many of them for years and years. And there are many very vital new people, young families, children. It's a wonderful community of people. My problem, though, comes in. It's not being part of my hometown church as much as it is Methodist not accepting everybody. That goes against what I have been working with in PFLAG for years now. I wish PFLAG were not necessary. I wish meetings like happened in St. Louis with the Methodist Church were not necessary, but obviously they are. And I just, with the Book of Discipline being the rule book of the Methodist Church, regardless of what my home congregation is like or any home congregation, the Book of Discipline tells us what we can and can't do. tells the Methodist ministers if they're gay, if they come out of the closet, they'll be fired. Mm -hmm. If they marry same-sex couples, they'll be fired. I I mean, it's just so wrong. And that's what I have a problem with. It's not my hometown church. It's the Methodist church as an entity. And I know they're wonderful Methodists who would not have accepted this vote Mm -hmm. uh, and do not accept it, but they're stuck as the Methodist church is now on the flip side of that though is that if all of the progressive people were to leave the church because of this then the church will have less chance of evolving because they won't have the they won't have people like you i don't know spreading a message of acceptance and and showing a path of acceptance so it is a catch-22 and i get where that becomes complicated but it is important to have people in the church continue to show them and tell them that it's important to move towards acceptance of all. And I do agree with you, um, but at the conference, I even had to make an exit plan for churches who are going to leave the denomination over this. And I'm sure that will happen if it hasn't happened already. I'm, I mean, that's a part of it. But, you know, it's. I think since gay marriage passed uh, in the country, a lot of people have just assumed that, oh, well, you know, they have their rights now. Everything's good. Let's go on with life and I think things like this sort of remind people that like hey look we have not come as far as people think like it is amazing that federally we have gay marriage but as you can see places like this we can't get married in those places you know there are still a number of states where we can get fired just for being gay and so and North Carolina is one of them yeah and these are these are reminders that there's still a long way to go and when it comes to religion and and believing in God or believing in something I don't I have my beliefs but I'm not one that puts my beliefs on others or thinks that people should believe what I believe I think at the end of the day the goal is to be a good person but I think a lot of people if they don't know someone who's gay if they don't personally have 
have a relationship with someone who's gay. I do think a lot of people think of the gay community in the terms of like gay pride parades and like debauchery and like people in speedos. And yes, that is one tiny part of our community. I have been to many gay parades and and had a good time. It is a celebration of us as a community. But gay people are so normal. I know so many just normal people, their neighbors, their coworkers, their family members. Of course, there are debaucherous gay people. There are debaucherous anyone. We get all lumped into this one big thing of like sin. And that's not the case. I know many gay people who still go to church, who are practicing religion, And I know plenty of people who are not religious or don't believe in God. They're great people and they work hard to be a positive influence to society and they contribute to the world. And any church, any community would be very lucky to have those people around. And then, you know... I've traveled a lot for stand-up and I go to a lot of places and one place that always stands out to me is Salt Lake City. Every time I go to Salt Lake City, I have a ton of former Mormons come to my shows and I will I will say like, who in here grew up Mormon? And I'm telling you like 85% of that audience raises their hand and I say, who is still practicing? I say, who is still practicing? And like five people keep their hands up and I will say, why are the rest of you not practicing? practicing and they'll say because we're gay and we're no longer accepted in the church and sometimes even in the community and that's so sad to me because like a lot of those people grew up in that church their families are still devout in that church and they are not allowed to be a part of that community anymore and I hate that there are religions that will do that that will keep you separate from I mean they still have a relationship with their families but it's very uh not everyone but a lot of their relationships are very strained and you know everything that they knew as a kid I mean some of these people gave up two years of their life to go on a mission to spread the word for this church and now they cannot be a part of it and I just don't want to see religion I don't know I don't want to see religion like you said split families up to separate people to have an us and a them I just I hope that we evolve to a place where you know you want to come to this church great let's all try to be better people together well you're right and I um, I know many many people who are gay who attend church on a regular basis attend Methodist churches but I also know that there are many closeted Methodists and closeted Methodist ministers because if you're not closeted you're gonna be pointed at as to somebody who can't have all the privileges in the church but I'm just not comfortable with I've been married in the Methodist this church twice and I've been divorced twice. Quit bragging. I am bragging. <laughs> but I could get married three more times, four more times. It wouldn't matter how many in the Methodist church. Yeah. And not one thing would be said about it. Right. Yet they're telling me that my daughter, who actually is engaged to someone who grew up in the Methodist church, could not get married in the church you grew up in. I'm sure. could not get married by a Methodist minister, regardless of if you would want to or not. I'm sure Jax wishes she could get married in the <laughs> Belmont Methodist Church. Well, I'm, let me <laughs> tell you, I'm sorry. But, you know, not even the minister would be free to marry you. I'm just saying, not that that would be a choice that I would think you ladies would make. Right. But if 
you wanted to, yes, it would be off the table before you could even say, well, it would be nice. Yeah, of course. It's not an option for you. That's what's wrong well, as any, far as I'm concerned. Anytime that people are telling you, like, we accept you and not you, that's a hard pill to swallow for sure. And, well, and you know, you mentioned the people in the closet in all of my travels as well. I see a lot of that too. And I have come across a number of people who, you know, are gay. They're in the closet and they're married. And I have seen them at clubs with their wedding ring on and their family and wife is back home while they are in a gay bar. And I hate that as far as like, I hate it for everybody involved. I, I hate think it. it's just sad. I hate it for the, the wife. I hate it for the kids that I hate it for the, the guy who feels like he can't be himself because his religion, and that's the reason he's in the closet because of a, of a religious situation. And I cannot, I can, I cannot tell you how many times I have seen that. I've witnessed that with women too. And, and to have any sort of religion keep you from being who you truly are, it not only hurts you, but it hurts a lot of other people around you. It's a terrible divider. Religion can be something that brings you together until it doesn't like something you do or say. And one thing I want to mention, too, is I could say to you, if I chose to, which I'm not, oh, how about write a big check and send it to our church? Because they would love to get your money. You know, the church is always wanting money, asking for money. They would love to have it. Please do. No, absolutely no. To think... You're not going to give them any money? I'm talking about you. Oh, me? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely not. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying is it's like you can't get married in the church. You you know, you can't be a Methodist minister. You can't have a, a high office in the church. But we will sure take your money, and you can come on uh, Sunday morning, but, you know, don't expect too much from us. And I'm like, no, that's wrong. I know so many wonderful Methodists who are gay who I'm sure give a lot of money to the churches. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how they're going to handle it now. I don't know. I think it's the people themselves, not the church. I know. I think it's something that people are probably still processing like you. And it's something that they'll have to decide in over time. And I don't want to come down on anyone who goes to church and is religious because growing up in a church and being a part of that community and having the family that I did, those all helped instill morals and values in me. Some people get it from church. Some people get it elsewhere. So I don't knock anybody who is religious where, you know, church or God is very important to them. I'm like, good for you if if that's what you need for the structure of your family, where you choose to get your morals from, you know, if that's what helps you be a, a better person, go for it. I think it's great. I'm just trying to find, I think a lot of gay people are just trying to find where their place is in that world because some of us, you know, did grow up in the church. A lot of us grew up in the church and and some people want to continue that faith and some people aren't sure. But I I think as a whole, gay people who do have a spiritual side or religious side are just simply trying to find where their place is when it comes to that. Interestingly enough, I had written on Facebook something very long about the Methodist church decision. Mm -hmm. And 
I have been very surprised at the number of invitations I have received to attend other churches of several different denominations. Yeah. And that makes me feel wonderful. I'm so glad to know that those churches are there. They're available. They would want me. But I love our hometown church. Yeah. I love our minister. It's home to me. I mean, I was born into it. You were born into it. Your grandfather was born into it. Your uh, great-grandparents were founders of the church, you know, a group of founders. And it is just, I mean, it's it's awful to think there's anything that could keep me away except, you know, you've always heard, you can say and do anything you want to me, but don't mess with my child. And that's exactly how I feel. Don't mess with my child. You know, you mm-hmm. can lay whatever you want to lay on me but don't you even think of messing with one of my children Ooh, watch out watch out that's right that's right and one of my children's being messed with and it is not acceptable to me i just don't know yet the path i'm going to take toward handling this Well, I appreciate you looking out for me and for my fellow LGBTQ people. I would say to you, I, I think, I don't know. I don't want to tell you what to do. I, I'm not going to say that I think you should not be a part of that community in our hometown. I think it's an important community for you and you have a lot of close people there. I think you should keep doing what you've been doing and, and be a positive influence. I bet you have changed a lot of minds, even in our own church, people who never thought about gay things or, you know, or being an ally probably now think about it because of you. And if you were to take yourself out of that environment, they wouldn't have that person showing them the way. I'm just saying I wouldn't be quick to just jump ship. You maybe be maybe anything quickly. Well, maybe be a part of that community, but also explore other places as well. You know, like you don't have to commit to one thing. No, it's just, and it's not a decision I have to make on any timeline, but mine. Yeah, but like we've already taken Chick-fil-A away from you, which I already feel bad enough about that. It's just all way more complicated than it needs to be. Everyone except everyone. So just know from my end of things and how I choose to, to view this situation, I hate that this vote happened. I hate that churches like this, these large establishments that have been around for a very long time, are continuing to hold on to these very antiquated ideals and beliefs based on things that have been passed down for many, many years that have been mistranslated and whatnot. I'm not even going to get into that part of it. What I choose to do is I can only focus on myself as far as these kind of things, things that are bigger than me. I have no control over them. So I don't let these sort of things bring me down. I I look at it and I think, God, that's so, that sucks. It really sucks. I've had people write me on Instagram because I posted something about it and they've said, you know, my partner's currently in seminary and this is like devastating because now she's got to figure out what to do. Like, is she going to have to go to a different church? Being in the closet's not an option for us. So it's affecting you know, affects a lot of people in many different ways. I got all kinds of messages from people who feel all kinds of ways from straight people to gay people, everybody. One person wrote as a fellow Methodist with LBGTQ family. I'm very sad. This does not represent all of the good there is in the church. And you are proof of that. Love is love. I just wish the traditionalists could see that too. 
other people are really angry. One person wrote, as a practicing Methodist who was confirmed in the church 35 years ago, I'm disgusted and just really sad. I had to hope that our church was more progressive and that we would lead the change for other denominations. My heart is heavy. I'm debating whether or not my 13-year-old should even finish the confirmation program. I'm just really torn and incredibly disappointed. I get that. I get the anger. I get the frustration. Other people have written, hey, come to my church. It's very welcoming. And then other people are like, I can't believe you believe that garbage. (laughs) It's all over the place, but it definitely brings up a lot of feelings. As far as me personally, I'm just going to continue to take the, the ideals and the morals and the values that I learned from partly from the church, partly from my family, partly from teachers who, you know, guided me through my childhood. And I, all I can do is be a, try to be a good person, try to live a life, just, I don't know, a life that's bringing joy to other people. And I can take that and leave the rest. And you just hope that people will evolve. And I think they will because we didn't have gay marriage 20 years ago, 10 years ago. I mean, and now we do. So I think churches more than anyone are going to be the people who are the last to get on the ship. But I think eventually they will. And Well, we hope. I mean, we we don't know what's going to happen, but one thing without getting into politics is now one problem is because of politics, there are people who feel free now to discriminate when they did not feel free before. That's one of the problems with religion now is because of the freedom people feel to speak out and say exactly what they like, where before they felt that they should keep it to themselves. I don't know that people kept it to themselves in the past. I feel like people have always been verbal if they were anti-gay. So that's not anything to do with the political climate. But you know, one problem I've always had is it's people who are straight who need to come out of the closet. You know, because say at our church, people will pass me at church, stop me and say, you know, I'm with you. And I think, oh, really? Well, okay, you just told me, but you didn't tell anybody else. and Nobody else knows it. You know, people aren't speaking up and speaking out. They might, say, be pro-LGBTQ community, but they're not speaking out. And that's a problem I have with people. Well, you know, Mom, we can just do what we do and, you know, hopefully people will continue to evolve as well and be more verbal in their support of the community. You know, let's just keep trying to be good people in our own lives and being good to others and grow and and lead by example. And we do that. I know that's the way you lead your life. It's how I try to lead my life. But nothing is going to keep me from being a mama bear. Well, thanks, Mama Bear. I'm going to take care of my cubs. Well, I appreciate it, Mama Bear. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Okay, well, I know it was a, it wasn't one of the funny ones. It was more serious, and I hope that the people listening to the podcast will embrace the subject, and I hope it, you know, did some good for everybody's thoughts and feelings on the subject. Yeah, well, that's the... Because we all deserve to have our own. That's the beauty of the podcast. We can be as deep or as silly as we want to be every week, and so I appreciate you coming on, Mom. You guys, I am on Twitter. Or if you want a, a lighter 
fun night come out. I'm in Tacoma, Washington in March, Palm Springs, early April, Kansas City, St. Louis, Columbia, Missouri, uh, the end of April, and Houston, Texas. So come see a show, and we'll see you next week. And thank you for having me. It's been wonderful, as always. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.